morning. Good morning. Let's begin. Okay, let us begin a, a new day, Baruch Hashem, a new life. We're all blessed to be able to start new. We're all blessed that we're able to, to try and, and begin again. No matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened a week ago, we are able to, Baruch Hashem, create the thoughts that we want to create. We're able to live the life that we want to live. Nobody can define how we want to talk and think and live. Uh, we're the ones who, Baruch Hashem, have the ability to define ourselves. I want to just say as we um, start um, this shear, the entire shear is for the elevation of the soul, for the Eloi Nishmas, Chesky's father, Mordechai Eliezer ben Yaakov, his neshama should have an aliyah, which, which uh, to all of us who know Chesky knows that his neshama will have an aliyah having a son like Chesky, and we should just share in Simchis, and the shear is dedicated for his neshama to have an aliyah. Um, so let, let us begin with Shmira Salashin, right? The mouth, as it's brought in Sefer Shmira Salashin, we're on page 132, day 49, impurity of speech. And I was just told also, Chaim Laivi HaTzadik. Chaim Laivi, I miss you. Chaim Laivi is a big tzadik uh, who, who lives in, in Lakewood. Um, and he's, I was just told that he started a whole uh, group or a campaign. I don't know what it is. I'll hear more about it. Uh, in, in Hilchus Lashon Hara, right? So Chaim Levi should have the koyach to continue to be mashpia, to affect many people in being shomer their their mouths and and to through that to be zoicha to to Chaim Chaim in this world and Chaim in the next world that that you Chaim Levi Chaim Levi himself should be zoicha to mamish have. As we say, to have to have a long life, a healthy life, a life mamish of happiness in this world and the next world, and all the people who are involved with it, all the people who are involved. Okay, so our mouth is one of the most important vessels as a Jew when it comes to learning Torah, davening, brachos are all performed through speech, as we know. The alchets that we say on Yom Kippur, most of them are about speech. When our mouths are clean through Shmir Salashin, our mouths are not only regular vessels, but they become holy vessels, equal in holiness to the kalim in the Beis Hamikdash. And then our tefillah and our Torah become even stronger. Through Shmir Salashin says, the Chavetz Chaim, we can be sure that Hashem will answer our tefillahs. So what the Chavetz Chaim is teaching us, is he's teaching us that, that if a person wants his tefillahs to be answered, the way to an- have your tefillahs answered is to close your mouth and to not speak Lashon Hara, because then you make your kli, your vessel of Avodah Hashem, much more powerful, and everything that you say becomes even stronger. And Hashem, I guess... We'll listen to you more. Unbelievable. Okay. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Hilchus Lashon Hara, Yud, Yud Beis, we're page 132, 133. This is something that's very, very, very um, scary. 
because it's something that's very easily um, forgotten. Groups of Jewish people. Some people think that you're not allowed to speak about one person, but you're allowed to speak about a group of people. In fact, it is worse to speak about a group of people even without mentioning the names of the people in that group. Listen to this. This is very, very scary. Ready? The people in that country are very... Thank you so much. The people in that country are very... Thank you. Are very selfish. Right? So to say, especially now, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, you could say, oh, right? Some people say, oh, Israelis are this. Americans are this. Israelis, I mean, Americans, I guess if you mean Goyim, it might not be as, as bad, because even though you're including maybe Jews, but if you say Israelis are blank, you're, what you're saying is Lashon are an entire country, an entire Jewish country. That's number one. The boys in that camp are snobby. The Hasidim in that Hasidus are so aggressive. The ladies in that Bungalow colony are, you know, I don't know, unsneous or a rowdy, right? The, you're not allowed to say that. That's pure Lushan Hara. To talk about a school, you're also not, not allowed to talk to. The teachers in that school are not experienced. The bus service in that school is so unreliable. The children in that school come from troublesome backgrounds. Rabbi see you hear this? You hear how scary this is? Right. You can't talk about a group of people. You can't say those people. You can't say the, 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 right, the, the, that group of people. Pure Lashonara. It's even worse. Because you're talking about a whole entire group. You're not allowed, a Rebbe or a student or a teacher can't talk about your class in general. Oh, my entire class is X, Y, and Z. Unbelievable. My seventh grade students are very mischievous. A rabbi can't even say that. All of the above statements are not allowed to be said because they are belittling an entire group of Jews. How scary is that? Question, comments. Uh, before you have question, comments, just to, just to, again, if you're talking to somebody, this is so important, over and over, if you're talking to somebody for toelis, to help yourself, and you're trying to understand yourself, and you're not just sitting around bashing a group of people, but you're trying to understand yourself, who you are, etc. Right? I had someone from the yeshiva here. I was so impressed that uh, I could look up what time it was. We were WhatsApping back and forth. I actually have to listen to this last WhatsApp. It was very late at night, but he was WhatsApping me a family thing that he wanted to talk to his father about a family member and he was asking am I allowed to uh, is it Lashon Hara is not Lashon Hara I was blown away from his right yeah exactly I'll ask, I'll ask if I can mention you know him because it was such a chizik that he's texting me am I allowed to talk to my father about another family member is that Lashon Hara this and we went back and forth I said are you venting are you angry as your father blah 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 right okay. anyway so the point is obviously if it's Litoelis 
which means that you are venting to get clarity. It could be you could talk about your school, could be talk about your previous schools, could be that. But stop to sit around and say, oh, that school's, oh gosh, the, 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 I had a bad experience at that school, that school's a terrible school. It's lush and hard on the entire school. Say that community, oh, that community is a bunch of blah, 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 blah. Bam. Those chasidim are blah, 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 bam. That yeshiva, those yeshivish, you say those yeshivish, blah, 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 bam. You just knocked out uh, a couple thousand people with one shot. Yes, Shimon. <coughs> So you so you have to be careful what the context of your saying. I talk about myself and say like, yeah, I dropped out. Right. So again, it it depends of the context that you're saying it. If you're saying it as a, you know, you, 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 people will know you, Shimon. First of all, people know you that you're not talking any Lashon Hara Shimon. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? People know that. Right. I know. You're not talking Lashon Hara. If you're, if you're talking about your experience, right? Right? We spoke the other night. You mentioned, I'm being serious. You mentioned the school that you went to when we spoke. I did not feel from what your statement was. And you were talking even a little bit personal about certain things. I did not feel for a second any negativity about that school. I'm just telling you what I got from you. So if a person, I'm being serious, it's a minister of mine. I, I, I'm not saying that a person doesn't have to be careful. Because if he says, oh, what school did you go to? Oh, I went to that high school and they kicked me out. And you make a face and it's known to the person. You say negative, people know. People know. A very good question. Yeah, I'll see you. Also spend it like, I've heard yeah. Let's say I have to leave high school. Said, yeah, whatever. I did, you know, I did some things that they, they, they weren't allowed to teach you. Like I did some things that they weren't they weren't allowed to keep. Talking about right, 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 right. I forced, right. I forced the issue. Right, beautiful. Right, exactly. You could say it like that. And and again, people also I think who was it? Who who said it? Was it uh, Morty who said it that, a few weeks ago when we were talking about it? To say I think it was me. It was me, right? Morty owned up. What? Right, and, I, and, every, and we all know. We all know what we did, and we all know, but, but it's very dangerous to say, oh, that school, oh, gosh. You know, we, we know. We know when, when we're saying, when we're saying, like, yeah, ribs up. What do you mean to say to the parents? Why would it be Lajnara? To say if, if he's, if that's their student? That's Latoella's. Okay, I don't know. I'm saying if a Rebbe, if a Rebbe has to talk to the parents about the child, then okay, if he's angry, he has his own issues with anger, but I'm saying. A, a, a teacher could tell a parent that your son is acting a certain way. Of course, you have to, right? You have to. As far as if he tells his wife, or he tells somebody else, "Stom about a kid," that's lashon hara. But to tell the parent, right? To, if you have teachers sitting in a, a staff room talking about other 
kids, you have to be very careful. You have to be careful to just say, oh, if you're sitting in Lithuania, how can we help this kid? How can we help? Okay, of course. But just stop to throw it. Oh, oh, is he also wild in your class? Yeah, yeah. He's a, that's pure lush. Pure Lashonara. <laughs> but that's, that's not a group. That's an individual. Here we're talking about a group. Yeah. Yeah, I, ju- I just want to add what we said. The more we talk about it, the more awareness, the more sensitive we become. And last right. night at 125, just saw the hour, I had a group of people who were sitting in the garden. They were talking about firing some worker. And I was sitting there for five minutes. A Jewish worker? Minutes. Yeah, a guy that I know. And I told him, I'm like, I don't want to talk about the guy. And the, I think the rabbis here should start paying tuition because this is it's changing my life. The more I'm aware, and I love talking, but uh, you see No, it's it. true. Right. Thank you. No, it's true. It is true. The awareness, the awareness of, of especially in Eretz Yisrael where there's so many groups. So someone goes ahead, right, and says, oh, the, the, the you know, those are the chassidim, or I went to Meisharim. And Meir Sharam, to say, oh, Meir Sharam is this place, or this city is like this, or the Mizrachnikim, uh, or the, you know, Dati, you know, this one. You're taking a whole entire group, and you're talking Lashon Hara about them. Yes, Ellie. Just like, oh, Dovi, you want to tell me what to do? So, the other day, I was, I was talking to somebody, and he, like, in the middle of the sentence, like, stopped talking. I'm like, it just happens. Like, I was about to speak Russian her, but I had to call myself. I'm just like, whoa. That's like, that's like he caught himself, I'm saying, and then I didn't have to hear it. And it was like, just like a double, like, it was like amazing. Double yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. When you see it, like, you just right, right. And you realize, and like Rabbi Tzvi says, all we can do, all we can do is learn the halachas and be sensitive and to be sensitive and more sensitive and every day because our speech as we start off our speech is the 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 fastest our laziness right we've spoken about this your laziness is in your body your laziness is not in your mouth halavai your laziness would be in your mouth and your zrizus that your mouth talks is in your body right it's the exact opposite Right, your mouth for some reason is part of your body, but it it, could, it doesn't stop. It could it cannot stop talking, and your body, which you wish was was you know doing more, and your mouth would be quiet. You'd be a you'd be a much uh, you'd be a different person. But but to talk about a group, yes, Mayor. Um, I don't know if somebody has thought of this before me, but uh, but I thought of, about this. Yeah. That um, like that um. Like how all of this is just talking about, you know, all the things that are not, you know, my business. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm not talking about here and now. I'm talking about them and then. Right. And, and, uh, and all this. So I'll sit in that, that peh, like a mouth. So peh is, is spelled pay hey. And po here. Ooh, nice. Beautiful. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Wow, man, that's a key. You just thought of that right now? Not just, I thought of it on Sunday night. Wow, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. Everyone hear that. So, Po, meaning the reason you talk Lashonara is because you're not you're here. You're not here. You're either in the past, you're either in someone else's business, you're either, whatever it is, you're not here because right now, here, Whatever it is right here, that's gorgeous. Thank you, Mayor. Wow, that's a keeper. 
That's beautiful. Thank you, Mayor. Shkoyach. Okay. So Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha. What we have to do is we just have to keep on doing this every day. Keep on learning the halachas. I heard Shimon this morning in the dining room over and over. And it's not, I just want to say, it's not like, oh, I heard that halacha already. I know that halacha already. It's not about whether you know the halacha already. Everyone knows you're not allowed to talk Lashon Hara. It's the reminder of the halacha. And it's the fact that you're saying and saying Lashon Hara that if for one guy, like Eli said, and Rabbi Tzvi said in his home, and all of us have this, that for one second, you could go ahead. I had this the other day, and there was a, there was a group chat for Tehillim that I was part of for somebody who was sick, and then someone said something on the chat that was whatever, that I, I didn't, it was an f- interesting thing that, he, that, that the person had said, and my first initial reaction was judgment. And then I just says, I, I'm not judging. I don't know the, per- I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know anything, I don't know this and that. And that came also from, from this sheer, from us talking about it, that f- the first initial thing is, you know, and, and it's normal. It's, it's normal and typical to be critical and to judge people. It's a normal, typical thing that we all do. We, we're judge, we judge other people. To work on it, that's all we can do is work on it. And the more you talk about it and you work on it, and the more things come up. Yes, Rabzev. What if you have a parent? Yeah. It's negative and right. Says, right. Now, you've tried to say, I'm not interested. I'm right. Right. People. It's very hard. But the other person is yeah. just like, no, but you don't understand. And, you know. It's a big Nisayan. Two times, three times. Yeah. Just sit there and, and let them talk. Or yeah. You, or you so it's a big. So, right. So it's a great question, Rabzev. Obviously, it, every situation could be talked about on a personal level to speak to someone. It's not a general, every, everyone's situation like that is different. The, the general answer that I could say is, number one, right, yeah, yeah, you have to try as best as you can to minimize. Obviously, if it's your mother, your father, a parent, that you have to be mechabed, you can't ignore them. You have to be mechabed them. But you have to be careful to try and stay away from conversations. You could also not be mechabed. If you know most people who talk a lot of Lashon Hara, and they're constantly talking, right? There's Bali, Lashonara, they talk, they talk, they talk. You can really just say this person's just going to find the negative in everything. And once you accept that this person's finding the negative in everything, you sort of, you don't believe them anymore. It's like, okay, I know. Oh, I know. Yankel's like this, I know. And then you're going to say your boss is like this, I know. And you're going to say this one's like this, well, you know. Well, you that three times you're not managing, so they probably are like that, where they don't stop talking. Right, right. To try not be macabre, right? It's hard. That's what I'm saying. It has. It's more of a personal conversation about someone who has that situation, but it's hard. It is challenging. I've said this to everyone here. When you go home until that's the importance of having your own home. That's the importance of building your home to be a place where your wife is not going to talk Lashonara. You're not going to talk Lashonara. So your po, your po will be uh, that, that you will be able to not speak Lashonara. You're right. When you're in the hands of other people, then it's very, very, it's harder. It's much harder when you're in the hands of other people. Just Mayor, Mayor yeah, you're good? Yehuda, yeah. What's up? You're for other. Uh, yeah, ju- uh, just to uh, illustrate that, like, it really could, you know, work. I guess in the times that it will work, then it will work. Because uh, I was once, um, like, I was once being asked about by somebody else about like a show. So I was asking like my wife, like, like a very like straight question, and, and she was answering in a way like around the bush. 
and like it was, and it was clear, like okay, like I'm not gonna answer that question straight because maybe that that wouldn't be right. So I'm I'm gonna answer you, you know, by going around the bush a little bit, and but still, for whatever selfish reason, I was like okay, but and then I asked like the question again, and like it went back and forth again, and then my wife just told me straight up, she's like. Um, like I feel like I'm being pushed into like the corner to have to say like a lesson hara, uh, and I was like, whoa, that is sick. Thanks for telling me. Right. Like, I, 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 I gotta get myself in order. Right, beautiful. So that's great. Okay. That's amazing, right? No, but that no. So what's what, what? Right. What's beautiful about what Yehuda's saying? What's beautiful about what Yehuda's saying is that is that. And let's say your wife, right, would have been pushed into it, and she would say lashonara. So that's why now you have to hope and pray, and you want to want that that the person you marry, and it's an awareness also. It comes from the husband also. When the husband is learning hilchas lashonara every day, and it takes 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 two people to be involved in lashonara. Takes two people to be involved in Lashonara. There's the talker and there's the receiver. So if you can shut yourself down from Lashonara, then that already is a start for whatever situation you're in. Whatever situation you're in, if you shut it down by not believing it, by not putting yourself in that situation, and obviously davening to Hashem, Hashem save me. Right? That's one of the tefillahs that we say. <coughs> Hashem should help. That's what we say every day afterwards. That Hashem should help. That we today and every day will not be distracted or stumble with the Aver of Lashon Hara, not to hear it, not to say it, for us and all the Jewish people. Okay, let's continue. I want to continue, um, and, and uh, it's not something that we can um, really wrap up. It's sort of something that continues in life, this concept of Chasidus Mishkala Chasidus. And I really would like, as much as we can, there's no pressure, but the more questions we could have, because what Mishkala Chasidus teaches us is the difference between the black and white of Judaism, of Shulchan Aruch, which means putting on tzitzis, nobody really has questions about. You put on a pair of tzitzis. Wearing tefillin, nobody really has a question about. You put on tefillin. Keeping Shabbos, nobody has a question about it. A Jew keeps Shabbos. Kosher. Those are all the 613 black and white mitzvahs. What the Ramchal teaches us is he teaches us once it becomes a subjective um, situation, once it becomes something that is not black and white. And what the Ramchal says, the example that he says, he says like this, a person... um, he says over here, he says, Kama pa'amim. He says, Yikonis adam bizman A person can come sometimes, can say things to people that they're not going to hear it. The gorim lahem lesparetz yoiser berisham ulechalashem lahoisev al chatasam pesha. So he says, Kayoiser bezeh enum and achsidus elalishtoi. A person has to know when to say something and when to be quiet. A person has to know when to push something and when not to push something. What, what does that mean? What it means is a person has to know, and we've said this before, when do I push myself to learn more? When do I not push myself to learn more? Mishkala Hasidus means that you're finding your balance as 
a Jew. You're getting comfortable as a Jew. You're understanding within yourself what makes sense for you to do and what doesn't make sense for you to do. Which means, when it comes to the mitzvos, black and white mitzvos, each and every one of us have a responsibility to do every mitzvah in the Torah. But when it comes to, for example, a person davening for a long time, a person learning a certain amount of hours, a person giving a certain amount of tzedakah, a person finding and figuring out what path is his path, that is something that is the hardest thing for a person to do. If a person was, would be able to be just black and white, so he wouldn't have any problems, because he'd say, give me my checklist of the 613 mitzvahs, and let me start checking them off. Wake up in the morning, check off this mitzvah, check off that mitzvah. How many mitzvahs did I do? But it doesn't work like that. The way it works is a person's being sensitive. When to say something to your roommate, because your roommate is annoying you, and when not to say anything to your roommate because your roommate is annoying you. When do you switch your room because your friend in your room is a bad influence on you? Or when do you stay in your room and you talk to your friend and you figure it out and you rise above certain things that, are, that you're going through? All of those things are the challenging things in life to find your niche. So Mishkala Hasidus is teaching each and every one of us, and we're going to learn soon how a person acquires Hasidus. Because Hasidus has only to do with Hasidim. I'm not talking about you have to grow payas and you, you... It's not Hasidim. Hasidus is that you're a person who is wanting to live as a Jew. You're wanting to have a relationship with Hashem. It's not transactional. It's transformational. Meaning it's not about transactions. It's about transforming yourself. That's what Judaism is. And when you just do transactions, and you just, that's the problem that, that many of us have had many times. The problem we have is that Judaism is only black and white to us. It becomes a religion of you do good, you get good. You do bad, things are going to be bad. That's very black and white. It's not so clear. It's not so clear what's considered doing something, and the Ramchal says very clearly. He says like this. He says, L'famim, we said this the other day, Ki tov. Sometimes there could be something that looks good, but at the end, you can't do it anymore. It could look that it's something good to do, but because of the fruits of what it brings to you, then it's not good. And the opposite, says it's the opposite also. He says, sometimes something can be bad. It could feel bad in the beginning, but at the end, the fruits of that thing that you're doing that appear to be bad, ends up being good. What's an example? Sometimes a person not communicating. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that example, because that could be something that a person uh, gains from. A person saying, I'm not going to say anything to my roommate, I'm not going to discuss any upsetness that I have at certain things. I'm just going to let it fester. So right now, oh, I'm being a tzaddik. I'm not dealing with it. But what's the result? The result is a week later, two weeks later, a month later, you end up not liking him. You talk lush and hurrah about him. It builds up inside. And then, then it ends up being a very negative situation. So even though now 
I'm quiet and it looks like I'm being a tzaddik now, it ends up being negative. The other thing is, there could be something that says, oh, how can I actually approach my roommate, talk about things, say the things that are bothering me. Oh, it seems like I'm a bad guy. It seems like something that I have to be confrontational about. But at the end, that could bring tremendous peace. It could bring tremendous shalom if you're able to approach it. That's one example of mishkal chasidus. And when to say it, who to say it to, how to say it, if to say it at all, that's the mishkal, that's the scale of learning to, to, to be like that. It's the same with learning. I've had guys come over to me sometimes and say, okay, I don't want to learn Gemara. And I've, said, I've had this with a few, few of the guys in yeshiva. I said, don't learn Gemara. Don't learn Gemara now. Three months later, four months later, they're learning Gemara. That wasn't the reason I did that. But it could be that at that moment, if they would learn Gemara, it would push them further away from learning Gemara. They need to take a break from Gemara. And three, four months later, could be three, four years later, they'll get back to Gemara. So even though in the moment it seems, oh, how could it be that I'm not learning Gemara? But ultimately, ultimately, even though now it seems to be something that's not good, ultimately it leads to something good. And the opposite is true also. Sometimes when you force somebody to do something, and you say, no, you have to do this, you have to do this, even though it seems to be something that's good, the fruits of that have to end up being fruits that are negative. That, in a, in a nutshell, a little bit, is the scale of understanding yourself. And what's important, I'll get to you in a second, Mayor. What's important is for a person to recognize himself and to know yourself and to know what makes you tick and to know what motivates you. Not what is right now, but what from what I do now will bear fruits for my future. And when a person lives in the world of bearing fruits for tomorrow or a week from now or a year from now, when a person actually lives like that, then he's living in a different planet. Because otherwise, everything has to be connected to my now, my right here, right now. If I don't see the fruits right now, I don't do it. If I do see the fruits for it right now, I do do it. No. You have to think long term, you have to be patient, and you have to be smart enough to know the difference. Mayor, and then we'll go. Question was answered. Okay. Yeah. When are you going to enjoy the fruits? What? When are you going to enjoy the fruits? Oh, so when are you going to enjoy the fruits? So it depends what you're talking about. It depends how, how, how long the tree has to, uh, you know, has to grow. Different things. The, the shorter, so just to answer Daniel's question, the very rich, we'll talk about it on a Gashmis level, the very rich, 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 deeply rich people, right? Something like real estate is known to take a long, long time. Don't you see how interesting that is? The longer something takes, most of the time, right, the more, uh, the more the fruits are deeper, sweeter, right? If you, if you, if you want to have a quick fruit, how sweet could the fruit be already? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes, Binyamin. I mean, we always say, right, we always say live in the moment, live in the now. Right. Great, great question. I love that question. Great question, Binyamin. Great question. So Binyamin's asking, and we, we could, uh, right, Binyamin's asking, well, what about living in the moment? So why am I thinking about the fruits?
to and, and the benefits in the future, if I'm supposed to live right now, why am I thinking of the future, right? So just to explain a little bit, um, there's nothing wrong with thinking about the future. But many times what people do is that they're not living in the now, and they're just thinking about the future. You can think about the future. Say, let's, let's give an example. Let's say your future is you want to go ahead and be a doctor. So that's in the future. So what do you do now? Now you study hard right now. You don't keep on thinking, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a doctor. Obviously, it's good to keep in your mind to remind yourself that that's my goal, that's what I'm matching. Let's say in yeshiva, that's a harder example. Let's say the doctor thing, because it's further from us. Let's say in yeshiva, what's my goal over this year? What do I want to accomplish this year? That's thinking about the future. The now is, at 10.23, I'm sitting here paying attention to Masil Yashar, and I'm listening and I'm trying to understand. That will help me with my future and the fruits. What? Yes, well, but, but, tr- but it's not good to mix them both during, right? When the guy's on the foul line, right, when the guy's ready to kick the field goal, he's not thinking about, he's not thinking about anything but putting the ball in the basket. He's not thinking about, okay, you know, what, what are the ramifications? A person who's thinking about all these things, when he's at the free throw line, when it's important, if he's going to get distracted by anything but putting the ball in the basket, he's going to be in big trouble. Kicking the football in the field goal. Now, what are the results of that are the results. But the more a person can immerse himself in the present moment, now, it doesn't mean you can't before you go into the present moment that you can't think about, right, what am I about to do and how, what will be the ramifications. The truth is what Binyamin's saying is interesting because it really affects us in any thing that we do. When, you, when a person does something that's sweet right now, that feels good right now, the reason he's doing it most of the time is to feel good right now. The ramifications of the future could be terrible. It could be horrible. It could be really terrible. Forget about, forget about in this world. In Olam Haba, he could get punished severely for things, but why is he doing it? Because right now it feels good. That's the opposite. And then you can have the opposite. You can have somebody who's willing to sacrifice himself now, and it hurts now, but I'm doing it right now in order for me to get something in the future. The level of that we're talking about here is the more you can be thinking futuristic, and the more you could be thinking of what are the benefits that what I'm doing then the more right now I could say, you know what, I am doing this to build myself up. The reason people have trouble learning, the reason people have trouble being in base medicine and learning is because they ask themselves a very simple question. What is it doing for me now? They don't ask themselves, what is this doing to me for my future and for building my family, for building myself up? And when a person does stupid things, it's the same exact thing. He's not thinking, how is this going to affect my future? He's thinking, what do I want to do right now? So yeah, you need that combination, and the, the more clear you are about that will affect your decisions now. Great point, Benjamin. Yeah, Stovey. Right now is always to be something that we're not necessarily always okay with or cool with, then 
Well, the, re- the daily, or in the moment. Yeah. So, so how does that happen consistently? Where well, consistently is consistently is is evaluating, saying what I'm doing right now is this beneficial for me? A person who lives like that, Dobie, a person who lives in everything that he's doing, he's asking himself that question: Is what I'm going to be doing right now? I'm not talking about OCD and every little step of the thing, but what am I doing today, this morning, for the next few hours? Is that going to be beneficial for me for my future? Is that a beneficial thing for me to do, or it's not beneficial? Not how does it feel right now. Not how it feels right now. When you work out, right? Everyone heard the quote last night that came in uh, honors from a conversation with David Bax. It was a new, a new twist to it's harder to work in than it is to work out. So we had another one. We added to it. Baruch Hashem, Fel, Minashamayim. Ready for this one? And this actually fits what I'm going to say right now. When you, some of you probably saw it on the, on the quote, Shruli Atzadik posted it for us. Shkayef Shruli always. Always Shruli. What was it? It was great. I was having a conversation with David Bax. We were talking for someone, and he's a person who works in, who works in. And I said, when you work in, when you work in, it ends up working out. What I'm saying to you. When you work in, when you work in yourself, when you do things for yourself, when you are in yeshiva, and you're taking the time in yeshiva to grind within yourself, to question yourself, to understand yourself, to, to, to challenge yourself, to push yourself to learn more, and you, and you really, really push yourself inside then things will begin to work out for you. Things will begin. Why? Because those are the fruits of doing positive things. And the more you think like that and not think how it feels right now, that's how you get to Judaism. Otherwise, it's like, okay, check it off, check it off, check it off. No, it's not about checking. It's not about me being comfortable or uncomfortable. It's about me doing what I know is the right thing for me to do right now. Because that so, so, will bear. Yes. So Please. It's also important to know that the line says that authentic, sustainable happiness, let alone emotional health, uh, comes from our connection to reality, <coughs> not whether I'm feeling comfortable or feeling uncomfortable. So I don't, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about that. There's nothing to uh, do with it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Exactly. It's our connection to reality and whatever that reality might be. Like you're saying, that reality might be it's hard for me to sit in the base measure. I've never seen someone sit in the base measure. I've never seen someone read books. Baruch Hashem. There are so many books. Readers are leaders. Chaz that over again. There is no reason. There is no reason that everybody here, there's no reason that everybody in Yeshiva does not have a book. It could be a small book. It could be a self-help book. It could be a book from the back. Anyone who wants any book, I'll, I'll let them know what book you can read. There is no excuse for anybody to not have a book that they're working on right now. There has to be a book in your life for the rest of your life that you, it could take you a year to read it, it could take you a month to read it. Anyone in Yeshiva, there's no, there's no reason why you can't be finishing a book a month with the time. That's why you're in Yeshiva. You have nothing else, to, you're here to learn. Imagine going through a year 
If I told a fourth-year a fourth guy, if I told someone who, who was here for three years, four years, that you read ten books a year, how many, could you imagine, ten books a year is not a lot. That's a book a month. That's spending 20 minutes on a book a day, a half hour on a book a day. How many books would he have read by the time he's 20, 21 years old? Close to four zero, 40 books. Could you imagine reading, could you imagine how different you would feel about your life if you read four zero books? And it doesn't start by having a pile of 40 books and reading them. It starts by every day reading for a half hour, 45 minutes. I told someone yesterday, I sat with somebody yesterday, he's all excited to be successful. So we went, we got a book, Success by Rabbi Moshe Gans, that book, Success. And we made a cheshrim. If he reads in, in two weeks, he'll be finished the book. And it's not, the point is not to rush to finish a book, but if you're consistently reading, you will start gathering. Could you imagine being a person, Dovi, could you, be imagine, could you imagine being a person who's read 20 books, 30 books in your lifetime? And that's by the time you're 21 years old. Imagine if you continue that till you're 30 years old. Right? Another 10 years. You do 10 books a year. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? You end up knowing hundreds, right? Rabbi Dr. Tversky wrote 80 books. He wrote 80 books. And what is that? That's not even hard to do. That's 45 minutes a day, half hour a day. Half hour a day, you could end up having literally this year 10 books under your belt if you read a half hour, 45 minutes a day. 10 books. Talk about books changing your life, I know for myself. I'm not even talking about Mesil Shisharim. That also. There's translations of all of that. A person can change his life like that. Yes? Um, so, so, first of all, I don't think it's possible. I'm pretty sure when I was like eight, in the span of about three months, I read all the, all the uh, 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 Harry Potter books like three times. So, uh, right, of course. But, but also, um, well, I, I wasn't. I just want to say I wasn't talking about those books. You know? <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I wasn't talking about Stam reading novels. I'm talking about reading, uh, you know, the PSAs, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever, there's a, there's there's hundreds yeah. of books. Yeah. I um I just wanted to point out because it's always awesome to get like a you know like a I like a promise but like a for sure like a guarantee from yeah Zadik. yeah so the Ramchal Mamish says straight out that 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 because it might be like impossible to always know exactly the outcome and to always assess perfectly every situation right the person who emistically is looking at the situation and who's thinking about what the outcome is going to be, whether it's with myself or whether it's telling something to somebody else. And he quotes from Mishlei that Hashem will will give us, you know, like the Chachma and the knowledge and understanding, you know, for for the situation. So right. as long Beautiful. as I'm just trying to do the right thing right. and I'm making that Cheshvin and right. I'm caring about myself or caring about the other person, right? And Hashem's gonna hook it up. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful, amazing. It's so true. The truth is, what Yehuda is saying from the Ramchal is that all we can do is we can try as best as we can to assess the situation and to be focused. And the truth is, we all know, we all know, in 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 our um, culture, in our mini culture here in Yeshiva, we know what's right and we know what's wrong. We know what's going to bring us success, and we know what's not going to bring us success. The Yitzhahara, when you're in yeshiva, is very, very, very strong. 
The reason the Yitzhahara is very strong in yeshiva is because your life depends on it. When you're going to go out to work, the Yitzhahara is not as strong because your life doesn't depend on it. Your money might depend on it, but people think that their money is their life when there's nothing further from the truth of that. But when it comes to building yourself in ruchnias, building yourself in emotional, in intellectual, building up who you are as a person, so that the Yitzhahara does not want you to be successful in yeshiva. If there's one place the Yitzhahara does not want you to be successful, that's in yeshiva, because that will change your entire life. To go ahead and to leave yeshiva and to make money. You make money, you don't make money, you don't know what Hashem has in store for you. But to go ahead and to be a, a, a person who's connected to reality, authentic, sustainable happiness, connected to reality, and there's no greater reality than Hashem and the Torah and knowing yourself and working on yourself and being honest with yourself. There's no greater reality than that. That, the Yitzhahara, is, is opposes the most. Opposes the most. Yes, David. You got it. Okay. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. I just want to mention, just have to mention, um, Nelson, it's okay if I mention that? What? I just want to mention, um, I have to mention, because it's Minah Shemayim, uh, Nelson, um, uh, yesterday his grandfather passed away, and uh, I, I, I just have to mention something that is so powerful about what a person is. I, I over 20, I'm trying to think how many years back it was, um, let me think one second. Wow, this is scary to think that far back. Close to 30 years ago, I spent the Shabbos with Nussin's grandfather, his grandfather who just passed away. And I must mention this. And I remember I was a t- teenager. I was uh, maybe 20. I remember it's not that long ago. I think I don't remember exactly how old I was. And I stayed at, at Nussin's grandfather's house. I met him once. Met him once. I was friendly with Nussin's uncle, so that's why I stayed there um, at the house. And I remember at the Shabbos table, I remember his grandfather learning a halacha. This is one Shabbos that I had with his grandfather. I think I had a simcha in Cleveland, whatever it was, so I stayed there. It was one quick Shabbos that I had with a Jew. I didn't know one day I'd you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, be with his grandson. A, a, a regular Jew, a regular Jew. I'm staying at his house for Shabbos, and I remember he learned on Shabbos a halacha by the Shabbos table, and I watched him with his wife, it was just them two, watched him learning Torah at his Shabbos table and learning halacha. And from then on, there's one little thing, from then on, from then on, I took upon myself different things to do at my house, at my house, because of one encounter with a Jew on Shabbos at his table. So why am I saying that? First of all, you know, it's, uh, we never know, but it's a schus. I'll tell you why it's a schus, because, because what are we talking about here? We're talking about the fruits of what you do. A person doesn't know. A person doesn't know. I've had people come over to me and say, oh, Rabbi Fisher, that's scary a little bit you know, from Shayashiv or whatever it was. Like, oh, when I was in your shear, or even if I wasn't in your shear, 
when I was this and you said this thing to me, one line, you say one thing to someone, the ramification and the fruits to when you say something, especially if your love language, which a lot of people have, is words of affirmation. If your love language is, and everybody has that, everyone has, everyone loves when people tell people things. You go over and you tell someone, I, believe, I have rebellion. I have older friends of mine who said things like, oh, I believe in you. Or you're gonna, you could do this. You're capable of this. We don't realize, we think that, that it has to be these big things that have major ramifications. No. It's the little thing. That's why I'm talking about books. You read what, I could talk about books that I read. I remember my, the first book I read when I was your age in yeshiva. It was called, it was the Dr. Tversky's book, the, um, is it I Am, I Am, uh, what's the name of the book? Um, it's one of his first, I Am I, is that the name of the book? I Am I. That was my first, that was my first book I, I read, and I remember the, the line that he puts in the beginning. I'll look it up if I, I haven't seen it for over 20 years. And it says, if I am I and you are you, because I am I and you are you. If I am I because you are you and you are you because I am I, then I am not I and you are not you. But if I am I because I am I and you are you because you are you, then I am I and, and you are you. I remember reading that when I'm 18 years old, and that made an impression 20-something years later. So let Hashem help each and every one of us realize, realize that what we do now it's not about now. It's about planting for your future. Every little thing you do, every line of Gemara, every line of Chumash, every time you say no to something stupid, every time you are good to another person, every time you work on this, every time you work on that, has effects that are infinite, infinite effects. And when you live like that, you live a different life. Our generation is a generation of now, 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 now. A guy learns Gemara for a month, and he's like, I, I still don't see the sweetness. A month? A month? What's a month? What's two months? It takes time. Shem should help each and every one of us. Most importantly is don't live, don't worry about what you've done in your past. It makes no difference what you've done in your past. What matters is how you live today and how you dream for your future. Hashem should help each and every one of us to to live today as the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I don't know what we told my brother last year.